Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. This, once again, is a very special episode where we are diving into Synology. As many of you know, for the last year to 18 months, I have been doing a swap over into the Synology world. So I thought, let me do a series of shows on that. To help me get going with today's episode, once again, I have with me Doug Ricketts from Synology. Doug, how are you? Uncle Marv, I'm doing great. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing good. So we've been learning a little bit about each other over the past couple of episodes, and I think you've learned that it took me a little while to come to the table and come correct with Synology. So <laughs> what have been your well, thoughts we, in hearing some of my stories? We only li- we only met a year ago, so it's been about a year now since, right. since that's come to fruition. No, I, I think that your stories are completely relevant um, to the channel at whole because so many individuals still have it in their mind that Synology is a consumer SMB brand. And I, I have pushed the envelope quite a bit in terms of having those conversations. And, and the one thing that we strongly suggest folks who, who, who think that way in terms of MSPs or end users, we have, we're, pretty, we're pretty liberal with our proof of concepts. And I don't mean politically liberal. I mean, like we, we will send them out if you want to try them out. Uh, and if you, if you have questions, if you need guidance on the architecture, that's what we're here for. Well, I can attest to that when I was, as I mentioned in our last show, talking about a client that is looking to consolidate their terminal servers into a server farm, you guys offered the opportunity for the client to trial one of your high-end boxes. This wasn't one of those, hey, here's a, here's a DS920 plus, play with mm-hmm. it and tell us what you think. Uh, it was a pretty hefty box that, now they haven't done it yet. Uh, COVID has kind of pushed them back a little bit, but um, we will be doing that at some point. So I, I appreciate that offer. So Yeah, absolutely. So that reminds me, in our very first episode, we talked about the fact that Synology had introduced their boxes with the dual control controllers. And the SA3200D is a system that I've looked at. So can you quickly, before we go over to the other part of the conversation where we were headed. Let's talk about that real quick. Um, What is the dual controller system? So the SA3200D is built on an enterprise platform with a Xeon chip and it has dual controllers. Now what that dual controller actually signifies is that you have both an active and a passive server or an active and a passive controller built into the unit. Now, traditionally you say that's a NAS, like NASs have that. Yeah, this is this is totally a NAS. Uh, you can call it a SAN if you'd like to. We use the words pretty openly, honestly. With, with DSM and with Package Center, you have a lot of capabilities on that. But essentially this unit has uh, about a minute of downtime should a controller fail. So what we're looking at accomplishing with the SA3200D is eliminating points of failure and securing business continuity. So when when a controller fails, that's usually pretty detrimental, right, to an organization at home. And being able to get back up and operational in less than a minute is, is fantastic if that controller goes down. Now, 
I, I know you might ask like, okay, what if the second controller goes down? Well, the good news is um, we actually have next day a replacement on that controller built into the unit. So if an issue comes up, you submit a support ticket, you say my controller failed, it's already failed, it's already switched over. If you're under your five-year warranty, which I think most of the SA3200Ds in the, uh, actually all of them in the uh, channel right now should still be under that warranty. We will next day air a replacement controller to you. Nice. And and this isn't just, uh, you mentioned the Intel, you know, Xeon D processor. This is a full rack mount system. It looks like mm. any other server that you're going to get from the big, you know, I was going to say the big box store names, <laughs> but... Um, but this, this is literally on par with all those other systems. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You're going to have 12 bays, uh, available to you right off the bat. You're going to have uh, 64 gigs of Ram, uh, upgrade, or I should say upgradable to 64 gigs of Ram. Um, you know, high, again, high performance CPU and expansion. Um, so you can actually expand that up to a total of 36 drive bays. Mm. So, I'm not going to have the entire show be on this, but this kind of makes yeah. Synology, you know, a very, what's the right word I'm looking for? Not just a player, but if, if we were talking about basketball terms, you know, I would this, say this puts you guys in the starting lineup of considerations. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I, I like to say disruptive, you know, like you were the kind of like, we're like that little bug. We're like, Hey, this is what we're making. This is what we're doing. Um, you know, swat us all you can. We're, we're going to continue to produce products that are hitting those IOPS and that performance. Now, in addition to the SA3200D, any of our units can actually be configured as highly available between each other. So long as they're similarly, or I should say equally configured, you could have our most powerful unit, the FS6400, be configured in a highly available solution as uh, we talked a little bit earlier um, in the last, uh, the last episode, I believe it was the uh, FS 6400 um, for, uh, for an end user that was looking for high performance virtual storage. Right. You can configure them as highly available as well and, and really have an enterprise solution at that point. So, you know, equipment like this, along with the no license fees that we've talked about in the two previous episodes, this makes Synology business-friendly and MSP-friendly. So for those people like me that are supporting businesses, you know, we don't have to look at this for you know, the 10 and under client mm-hmm. or for something to use just in our home. This is something that we can go out to a law firm, a healthcare office, and say we can provide you with the high-end server solutions at a fraction of the price and have the same performance, and in some cases, you know, more options for redundancy, for failover, uh, for hybrid cloud that we mentioned on the last show. Mm-hmm. So this, to me, is putting Synology as probably the premier mid-range SMB managed server provider option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, totally. And, and keep in mind with strategies in general, if you think about your standard cloud solution, right, it, it's very cost-effective upfront when you start, if you're a brand new business to the market, or if you're a law firm that's just looking to migrate to cloud, but then as you start to grow, the cloud fees get higher, your ingress, egress get higher, and they kind of rope you into all of these, all of these, all of these constraints right. uh, with, with growth and scalability. With Synology, 
the solution can actually grow as your company evolves. Now we're also, I mean, also, you know, we're, we're flexible in the sense that we can work with other solutions. You know, we can work with um, AWS, we can work with Google, uh, we can back up to that should you so choose. But at the end of the day, our solution can be scaled out as a company grows as well, uh, which which also entails that you're not going to get higher costs associated with the deployment. It's license free. Um, so it gives you sort of the flexibility in the back end to be financially, a little bit more financially independent of your provider. All right. Now, you mentioned something in the last episode that I wanted to touch upon again, and you said that a lot of the things that can be done make it MSP friendly. <laughs> so for people like me that are supporting businesses, um, you know, I looked at the Synology account as kind of like that starter place for me where I can put all of my deployed NASs under one account and I can go and have all that information available. But then along came Active Insight. <laughs> and not that it's a full-fledged MSP solution, but it <laughs> certainly makes management a whole lot easier. Indeed. Yeah. Active Insight is great from a perspective of being able to see holistically your NAS performance. Um, so, you know, you can see if any warnings have popped up, you can see events that have happened. Uh, and it, with any of your NASs that are deployed in the field, you can see backups failed or or success uh any abnormal types of backups as well as updates so you're basically the entire history of your nas is sort of contained in that cloud-based active insight solution so you can get real insight wherever you are including everything right down to your iops the perform the performance that the unit's putting out uh which is fantastic so if you're on the phone with an end user and they're like hey my nas is is acting kind of weird you can hop on active insight and you can kind of look at all your performance metrics and kind of get a good idea of maybe where the bottleneck is. Yep. And so, folks, we know that this is an audio podcast and we'll describe this as much as possible. We will also be having at a later date an actual live show where you can see what we're talking about. But when you talk about the, the IOPS and, you know, the Active Insight shows everything from CPU load, memory utilization, uh, network transfer speeds. So, I mean, if, if somebody's doing a big old upload or download, you can see that and know that that's where the bottleneck is. <laughs> now, we also have a variety of other MSP-centered solutions out there to help your end users manage. Again, I work specifically with the healthcare entities uh, in general, but um, MSPs I have found uh, are most successful with our C2 MSP console which is a console that allows you to sort of holistically manage your cloud deployments. Uh, Active Insight is great, but we also have a central management system as well. So CMS is a solution that you can actually install on a host NAS and then have a number of other NASs that are being tracked by that NAS and you can manage them from one pane of glass. Forgot about the apps. We <laughs> didn't even yeah. talk about the apps. <laughs> There's so much to chat about. There is. Um, just out of curiosity, do you you know how many apps are available in the Synology uh, infrastructure? I can count. <laughs> I think I think we probably have maybe on the application center, we probably have about 50 to 60 um, available for download that are both uh, Synology proprietary and, and also third party. Um, I could get a, I could get a, 
a better answer for you, though. I, listen, I caught you off guard. I just just thought I'd ask, but uh, <laughs> that's totally a guess. But it was funny because you you know mentioned that because I've only been focused on the Active Insight, and I forgot that there was an app that you can do for management. And mm-hmm. you had also mentioned uh, in our pre-show notes um, the MSP console under C two. Yeah, the MSP console um, allows you to, well, one, deploy C2. So you can actually create a new user within C2 or a new end user, I should say, and then deploy that to a NAS. Uh, It also allows you to manage that C2 deployment as well. So if you have any upcoming bills, if you're hitting your storage maximum, um, all of that is going to be listed out right in front of you. So it allows you to better manage your end users. All right. Now folks, as we talk about this and we talk about things being MSP friendly, please realize we're not talking about a full MSP package, like an RMM or anything like that, (laughs) but to be able to have everything under these dashboards where you can see all of your devices, you can see them in action. You can know if your storage is getting full and get alerted uh, Doug, you mentioned the updates and the event notifications. Um, you can set those up to go to your support ticket so that <laughs> you know, if there's an improper shutdown, even you'll get alerted and you can either address that if it's, you know, calling the customer to see if there's a power outage or making sure it comes back up, uh, going to the updates. If, you know, if a, D- if a DSM needs to be updated, you can actually check that in the Active Insight and have that updated as well as any of the packages that are deployed that, you know, that makes it MSP friendly to me. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. And that's, that is what we frame our system around. We talked in an earlier episode about us not selling direct. Uh, we are here. I should say we have a team dedicated to supporting our MSPs. Um, and I, and I in turn will support our end users architect solutions, do whatever I need to do and get that business sent off to our MSPs. Okay. Um, I just happened to pop into one of my devices here since uh, we were able looking. Are and you counting the apps? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, but it was funny in the uh, packet center. So folks, if you're not familiar with Synology, Probably, I would say most of the boxes. Now, if you get one of the really, really low entry level boxes, you won't have access to every app. But I think once you get above the, is it called the Plus series? Yeah, any of the any of the Plus series uh, units. Yeah, Plus series and above, you're going to get access to so many apps. And we've mentioned a couple of them in the previous episodes. You know, File Station. If you want to do a replacement server for, for file storage. We didn't even mention specifically active backup. You know, you mentioned that you can do, you know, C2 direct backup, but there's active backup for business, for servers and desktops, active backup for Microsoft 365, Google Workspace, um, all of these things that you can uh, do. Uh, And yes, I'm kind of going through the apps and looking at uh, 30 just on the the one page the right there. section. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was bothering me. I was almost distracted by that. I was like, Hmm, I should probably know exactly how many apps we have. 
Um, but I, and you know, obviously, our our, our solutions and in, including DSM and our applications extend beyond the NAS. Um, we actually have a a router that recently uh, launched as well, the uh, RT sixty six hundred AX, which I think is a foray into your larger SMB. Uh, type markets. I mean, uh, certainly for, you know, an enterprise, maybe a smaller office could utilize this, but I think the, the, the RT 6600 AX is definitely a viable solution for SMB market. Now, Doug, when did that come out? Because I just got my 2600. I didn't know there was a 6600. Marvin, I got my 6600 yesterday. Okay. (laughs) So, so it actually came out, um, I want to say about a week and a half ago. Uh, it's heavy. It's, it's heavier than the, yeah, than the 2600. Um, I mean, the 2600 feels like a feather, uh, compared to the 6600, uh, which is, you know, it's a pretty beefy router. It's nice. All right. A fully tri-band Wi-Fi six. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. comes with a gig of memory. Yeah. We, um, we, it, it had been a while. I mean, I know you just picked up the, uh, the RT, uh, 20, uh, 2600. I was using that up until yesterday when I switched over to the 6600 and, and I've been super happy with it. And now another thing, uh, Marvin, I, I don't know if you knew this, but on the routers, you can actually configure backup on the routers. So you can, you can stick in like a USB stick on the back and you can backup endpoints to it as well. Really? Yep. Wow. All right. So we're going to have to do a show just on that. <laughs> All right, so MSP friendly. So not only can you do the management, but it sounds like we can come up with a complete set of business uses, not just for, you know, backup and storage file services. Now you guys have the routers. Uh, I just deployed a surveillance station two weeks ago. So if you're looking to support your client and do, you know, just about anything on the network, can use Synology to deploy cameras. Yeah. And when I think when we hop on, uh, you know, any of those, those shows that we're going to be able to do screen shares on, um, being able to see and kind of understand what these solutions are and, and how they look and feel, uh, I think it's going to be really exciting for a lot of people. All right. Well, folks, we could go on, but we're not. We're going to keep this short like we did our first two episodes. Uh, this will conclude our initial episode package focused on Synology uh, just as a appetizer (laughs) into future shows. Uh, We will be doing a live show soon here. We haven't picked the date yet, but as soon as we come with it, we will let you know. I'll announce it here on the IT Business Podcast. We'll put it on the website, itbusinesspodcast.com, and uh, maybe the Synology folks will promote it as well. I think so. All right. Well, Doug, I thank you for joining me for these uh, Synology-focused series and look forward to working Absolutely. with you Working with you a lot more. We're going to miss you at uh, TechCon in September. Yeah, you know, TechCon was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I will, I will definitely miss you guys. Uh, actually, TechCon is a little bit too much fun, to be honest. <laughs> so oh. thanks a lot, Marvin. I appreciate it. I've had a good time. All right, folks, thank you very much for downloading and subscribing to the show. Uh, We will continue the Synology series uh, at a later date, but I want to thank you for joining us for these three initial episodes. I hope that you join us when we do the live show. And as always, come back and listen to any other episode 
heading over to itbusinesspodcast.com. You can find previous shows there. You can support us in our ongoing efforts to bring you all things that can help you run your IT business better, smarter, and faster. I'll see you next time, but until then, holla.